Hey, welcome to the Level Up Girl podcast. We pray that today's message bless you. Let's level up, girl. God bless you, ladies. We are here once more on Level Up Tuesday, ladies. Welcome to Ladies Night. Yes. I don't know if you are excited, but we are. We've missed you. It has been great um, to kind of take a, a, a week or two, kind of yeah. like to do our things. We've been on assignment. Uh, I was up north in PA and Jersey. Um, and then this weekend I was up in Orlando in a pastor's conference. Uh, but we are back, ladies, and we are super overjoyed to have each and every one of you. Go ahead and hit the share button. There is a woman out there that needs to hear what God has for her tonight. I don't know about you, Fanny, but I am in high expectancy of what God is going to do. We have a wonderful super guest tonight that we're going to be introducing in a little bit. So I like to say hello and a shout out to my ladies from the Faith Squad. Hey, ladies from the Faith Squad. Thank you so much for joining us. Amanda, Yadira, Saran. We have so many other women that are just uh, logging on right now. Go ahead and put somebody on the comment, tag somebody on this live so that they can be blessed as you are blessed. I always say, do not be stingy with the word. Come on. <laughs> the word does not belong to you alone. Mm -hmm. Somebody has to hear these uh, these words of the Lord to stay encouraged and continue Amen. to move forward. Amen. Yes. Go ahead. Give them a shout out. Shout out to all the ladies that are connecting. We have missed you all. Um, it's, it's an honor and a privilege just to be able to, you know, uh, show our faces and that you would care that we have something to tell you all, right? And so we love you all and we thank you so much for yes. just connecting, yes. you know, and being super supportive, showing us love and not only that, but receiving, you know? Yeah. And so we're just super excited to be here with you all tonight. Amen. We want to say hello to all the ladies on Instagram, Fani's Instagram and my Instagram. Uh, we have a couple of ladies that are joining from there. We are on YouTube. We are on Facebook and various different uh, accounts, also on Twitter and YouTube. If you have not subscribed to the YouTube channel, it is Luz Hernandez Ministries. You can go ahead and do that. Uh, you can also subscribe to our newsletter in www.lhm1.org. You can also go shopping. Come on, girlfriend. Tell them about the shopping because I'm about to go shopping. <laughs> Listen, I don't know if you guys have ever checked out our shop but let me just let you know that level up girl doesn't just show up on tuesdays to give you a word we also own a store online store so if you have not checked it out i want to encourage you to go check it out because we have amazing things on there and we just uh got a new batch of our fall um collection come in and so listen mm. those colors we are got fire. we got some sweaters we got some new tees <laughs> Uh, with some nice uh, 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 verses and stuff like that. So yes. ladies, do not miss out. As soon as this broadcast finish, finishes, go ahead and go shopping. Listen, you don't got to leave the comfort of your own home. All you got to do is go to www.lhm1.org and support a sister. Amen. Go ahead and uh, look us up. Also, we are available in any of your major platforms yes. where you listen to podcasts. If you miss, uh, let's say, our live video uh, on Tuesday nights, or you want to re-listen to uh, the word that was given or released, you can go ahead and listen to it while you're working out, while you're driving to work, 
while you're in your cubicle. It does not matter where you are. You can listen to us. Just look us up. It's Level Up yeah. Girl podcast. And I also want to um, encourage you all. Listen, we're on. Se- we're in season four, <clears throat> so we've got a whole three other seasons that if you are new and you have not listened to them or checked them out, I encourage you to go subscribe to the YouTube. I mean, to the uh, podcast and go check them out. There's there's some really good stuff on there. Amen. So tonight, ladies, welcome to season four, episode four of your show, our show, Level Up Girl. We are super happy. I am your host, Pastor Lucy. And I am your co-host, Bonnie Blasa. And we are here again, like I said, on our uh, episode four of season four. We are super overjoyed. We are working behind the scenes on our very first Women's Conference, the Level Up Girl Conference. It is coming uh, to Tampa uh, in June 2022. Um, I don't know if you're ready, but we are revving up our engines because God has given us something wonderful. We have wonderful people that are going to be joining us. Uh, some of the ones that you're going to be seeing um, throughout season four, we're going to be inviting some of these beautiful women ministers of God that are going to be giving conferences. We have uh, a great speaker. Uh, main speaker coming and you're going to be loving this where sisters come together to share and walk together this walk called Christianity, yes. uh, the kingdom of God. And we just thank you so much. Uh, those women that have signed up to volunteer, thank you for reaching out to us. Uh, we're going to need all the help we can get. So if you haven't uh, signed up for, to volunteer at our website, go ahead and do that. And we will be giving you a call as soon as we have the dates uh, and maybe what your function will be um, in that conference. Um, so ladies, she already told you about our fall collection that we yes. have on our website. Go ahead and check that out. I want to thank every woman that has uh, uh, sown a seed into what Level Up Girl is doing. A lot of people maybe don't know uh, how to preach. Mm -hmm. They don't know how to uh, bring together a message or maybe they don't have a platform. Maybe they're just, you know, a a person that just, you know, does their thing and, and, and they try to help wherever they can. But there are women that are saying, maybe I can't preach, but you are doing it. So I'm gonna push that car. I'm gonna sow a seed into fertile ground. And I wanna thank all those beautiful women that continue to sow seeds into what it is that we're doing, which is Level Up Girl Global. Uh, I thank you so much because it is helping us help others. So to those that have asked us how they can partner up, you can uh, go into Cash Shop. It is money sign, Pastor Luz. You're going to be going there or you can go into our website and also use a credit card or however you want to sow a seed. Now, ladies, I don't know about you, but I really want to get into this conversation because it is itching on me, (laughs) baby. Um, Ladies, you already know what the purpose of this podcast is. We are here to be to others what we needed when we were going through our desert. But tonight is going to be special because we're going to give it a spin. You know, we're we're known to give spins, Mm -hmm. right? Because that's what Level Up is all about. It's about different perspectives and seeing the same situation Mm -hmm. in a different vantage point, right? And so... We wanted to be to others what we needed when we were going through our desert. But there are some women that are still going through deserts, that are still going through trials, that are still going through a thing, and they're still producing. Come on, somebody. Tonight we have a wonderful, beautiful pastor, a a friend of ours, right, that we consider a sister in Christ. Uh, She is a co-laborer in the kingdom. And I just want to thank God because sometimes... 
you come into connection with people that you're like, my God, you know, look at this person, look at what they're doing. And they just inspire you yes. to be the best you, you yes. can be, to be a go-getter, to be a bloodline breaker, mm. to be a world changer. And this is what this woman is doing all the way from Texas via virtual, right? We have <laughs> Pastor Alexa Pineda with us. God bless everybody. It is such an honor to be here tonight with you. Amen. We are super overjoyed to have you. We are honored uh, to have you, Pastor, on tonight. And I think that uh, I'd like for you to introduce yourself to the ladies um, and tell them a little bit about yourself so that they can get to know you, what you're doing for the kingdom of God, and where they can uh, reach you via uh, the social media platforms. Absolutely. Well, I always like to start off where it all began. And at the age of 17, I uh, received the Lord supernaturally. It was not in a church. It was in my bedroom after a bout of depression, after coming out of a club. And I said, I, I really can't do this for the rest of my life. Mm. So uh, prior to that, evening or that night, I'm talking about about one to three in the morning. Prior to that, I, I lived a life full of trials. We had poverty, a broken home, alcoholism, abuse. Um, I suffered molestation from the ages of five through seven. Jesus. rejection. Uh, I went through depression as a, a teenager. Uh, then after that depression, it, it morphed into rebellion. And I basically lived two separate lives, one that was okay for my family and one that my family never knew that Oof. I was living. But on that night, I asked God, if he was real, then I wanted him to forgive me. I didn't ask him to change my life. I didn't ask him to change my circumstance. What I asked God that evening was, if you are real, then I want your forgiveness. And if you can forgive me, then I will go and get other young people like me and I will and and say what you tell me to say and and go where you tell me to go and i hadn't even read a bible yet to know that that was a calling over jeremiah's life oh and so i i didn't know that that night i had made a covenant with god and god made a covenant with me so fast forward till today uh my husband and i of 18 years uh we are married and we are the senior pastors of a church in amarillo texas called the the church be the church we love you and uh i founded a ministry called this is my time come and on that was during the pandemic season. Um, and we host a live talk show called Ladies Night. And uh, we got to get you on there. We got to get you on the rotation to come and bless us. But we, you could check us out on Facebook, on YouTube. Um, this is my time, Ministries. Um, and I've kept my promise to the Father ever since uh, 17 years old. And I've been able to speak into the lives of youth, women, and churches all over the United States and Latin America. Amen. That is super powerful. Yeah, I think that we can definitely look at that and say, my God has kept you and he has brought you this far. Amen. I don't know about you, but I want to get into this entanglement mm -hmm. because it is an entanglement that has us tangled <laughs> up. Amen. So tonight's entanglement that we are going to get into with Pastor Alexa. I don't know if we have a drum roll, please. 
Come on, somebody. Our entanglement for tonight, it is producing in the desert. Take it away, Pastor Alexa. Let me tell you, when uh, when Pastor Lucy reached out to me, I was, of course, so honored. And um, it, it is always such a privilege when you're asked, you know, what would you like to share? And I was like, girl, I think I've been, I, I, I read you a list just right there, you know, in my introduction. Like, let's talk about abuse. Let's talk about, you know, having a father but no father. Let's talk about a broken home. Let's talk about poverty. Let's talk about all those things. But then you you come and you you receive the Lord and then you walk into ministry. Then you realize that God's called you to something. And you're like, absolutely, God, because one day with you is better than a thousand days without you, a thousand years without you. So uh, all of a sudden, in the midst of doing his will, you realize that it, it, you weren't as broken as you thought you were in your youth. But you're about to be a whole lot more broken doing the will of God. Come on. Jesus. Oof. That's deep. <laughs> so uh, as I was sharing with Pastor Lucy, I sent her, I think it was three different topics that I could, you know, that I could probably discuss. And she said, honey, you could summarize all of those areas. You know, I, we could talk about being broken in finances and still telling the church, come on, let's give to the Lord and being the example when you don't even have where to give, but you, you, but you are acknowledging that your God is greater and he deserves an offering of sacrifice and, and an offering of faith. I, I could talk to you about being broken and having to tell somebody everything is going to be all right when you don't even know how tomorrow is going to go in your own life, when you can speak into marriages and you feel like your marriage is falling apart. Lord, I, I, how, am, how am I giving this person a word right now when uh, I'm going to go home and I, I feel like I don't even want to talk to him when I get there? How is it that I'm going to speak to someone about the things that they're going through with their children when you don't have any children? You understand? How is it that you can you can speak and you can preach uh, about healing and all of a sudden... You're going through a crisis in your physical life. You see, uh, I could speak about all these different things and, 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 you know, women in the chat, they're going to be like, she went through all that. Yes, she did. And yes, she is. And, and I found myself in the desert place more than once. Mm. And we're going to be talking about that a little bit later, but I, it is for me, it is, um, it is an honor. It is a privilege to have to visit these places of brokenness because my God has always shown up. He has never left me alone. He has always had my back. He has always shown me that he is greater than my situation. That's why I can preach the way I preach. That's why I can worship the way I worship because he has never failed me. Man has failed me. Let, mm -hmm. let me not even talk about preaching and, and ministering through betrayal. Let mm -hmm. me not talk about how you have to be faithful to the faithless. It, it, is, it is a hard place to be in when God calls you to serve the very people that are going to come and betray you. The very people that want to take your name and drag it when they should know better. Oh my God, pastor. That is something that just strikes a chord. I'm already twitching. You know, me and my Jersey self, I'm about to take off these earrings and continue to twitch. Listen, that I'm about right to take there, off this earring. I feel like I'm, I'm being so held back. <laughs> That point right there where you said to, you know, you're expected to serve 
even those that are about to betray you. I can just imagine Jesus in that table saying, I'm about to serve you. Judas, I know you about to betray me. I said, you know, he said to the disciples, the one that's here eating by my side, that's going to dip in the same place that I'm dipping. He's about to give me up. And he said, you know what? I'm about to wash your feet. I'm about to serve you because you're going to do what you're supposed to do. You're going to play your part. My God. You know, I and, think that, and that's and that pastor, that's where it comes down to mm. when you acknowledge that you you cannot hurt me in a place where God's not going to allow you to hurt me. Oof. Come on. <laughs> when yes. you when you have a relationship with the living God, you acknowledge every desert was already ordained by the Lord. So you can't do anything to me that God didn't set out for you to do. Mm. My God. Pastor Alexa, I want to go back to something that you mentioned where you um, say you, you accepted God. You tell him, Lord, pretty much send me whatever you need me to do. I'm there. You know, use me as the vessel. And we don't consider when we come to the Lord that there's going to be the trial, the desert moment, the broken moment the discouraged moment, like all of these things, we don't think about it because we're so, you know, in love, that first love, you're so caught yes. up in that first love and yes. you, know, you don't consider those things. Right. And then you, you're, you find yourself in the desert, you find yourself discouraged and you're like, <laughs> what the heck just happened? <laughs> That's right. Like what is going on? And I, I feel like many times people kind of just stray from walking this walk with the Lord because they don't, take that into consideration that the word does say that we're going to go through, you know, many afflictions. Mm. And, and so yes. it's easy for, for people to just be like, you know what, I'm gonna just go back to what I know. Send me back to Egypt. We good over there. Send, give me some onions. You know what I'm saying? Okay. So th there is, there is a word uh, just as you, as you said that there is a word that I received in 2019. People do not measure the cost. Mm -hmm. Oh my God. People do not measure the cost. This, this comes with a cost and not many are willing to pay it. Mm -hmm. and, and, and I am not tooting my own horn in no way. Am I saying I'm better than anyone? This pain, this brokenness, God has, God has had to deal with, but it came with something. And I want to, I want to go through three quick stories with y'all. And then I want us to dissect, okay? Because this is where Fanny comes from. In Philippians 4, 11 through 12, everybody knows Philippians 13, but you can't get to 13 unless you get through 11 to 12. And this is Paul. This is what Paul is saying. I am not saying this beca because I am in need, for I have learned to be content in whatever circumstances. I know what it is to be in need and I know what it is to have plenty. I have learned the secret of being content in any way and in every situation, whether fed or hungry, whether living in plenty or in want. I love that verse. It is such a powerful verse. And this is what we're talking about tonight. How can you produce when you don't have? That's the, that's the secret that Paul understood. Mm -hmm. I, I can live with everything and I could live with nothing because at the, at the end of the day, this is greater than me. It's all about him. And Oof. Fanny, you said it was about that 17. That's why I said it was a supernatural time because I fell in love with love. Mm -hmm. 
And I don't know about you, but when you are really in love, it doesn't matter what you're going. It doesn't matter if you're just going to share a can of beans. My husband and I, when we were when we were first married and we were youth pastors, honey, we would go every Thursday night to the Wendy's drive through and have to split a dollar chicken nugget. And that was our meal. But you know what? We were OK because we had this love thing going on. We loved what we were doing. We loved that we were doing it with each other. But people seem to forget Hmm. It's going to be with or without. Here's here's the second thing. And I, and I didn't um, go into this because I wanted to save this for right now. Since I was born, I had a condition, a breathing condition. At the age of 25, I was healed miraculously. I no longer had to go to hospitals. I was no longer on a nebulizer. I was no longer on steroids. This was my this was my every day I had to have something help me breathe at 25 years old I was married and one night my husband prayed over me the next day I was able to breathe without anything wow praise God this year January 2021 I lost control of my breathing again mm. I had to go to a specialist and a specialist told me that uh, I have a worse condition than the one that I was born with. Mm. And said that I was not going to be able to breathe. And kind of let me know that it's going to worsen and that they were going to do everything they could to control it, to give me a, a, a way of living. How are you going to minister when you can't you when you can't even catch your breath? Jesus. For those of you who worship, you know that your diaphragm it helps you. It, you know you you need your breath to do what we do on Sunday mornings every time that there is a call. Hmm. So then, I, so when you're talking about being broken, listen, there, there are people right now that are listening. You've been broken spiritually. You've been broken emotionally. You've been broken mentally. But how about when you're broken physically? Mm. But I have an example, another example that we find in Luke 23. And it's when Jesus is on the cross. Come on. Mm. He was broken. He was wounded for our transgressions. Mm -hmm. He was whipped. His hairs were pulled out. You can't, he was bleeding. His mm -hmm. ribs, you can't tell me that that's not physical brokenness. But in the midst of all that, in the midst of his desert, he produces how? Because he had two thieves, one mm -hmm. on this side, one on this side. And what does he do in the middle of brokenness? He can't even die in peace. He can't even die without thinking of us. Jesus. My Lord. One of the thieves says, you know, remember me when you enter into your kingdom. And my Lord, because this is who he is. He says, truly, I say to you today, you will be with me in paradise. Mm. We, it is so easy for us to get caught up in our physical ailments and in my headache and in my migraine that we forget that there's someone else that is right next to us that is suffering just alongside of us. Oh, Can you be that person and declare healing over their lives when you need healing? That's good. 
even on your last breath, even in as, as the blood is dripping and you know you only have hours left, can you give that person a word of hope when you're hopeless? Mm. My God, that is good. And Listen, here's, I'm, I'm go ahead, sorry. Pastor. Let, let go me ahead, just tap into that right there because that is so good. I love that you brought that up because you know, we want to be Jesus followers because we want to be like Jesus, but we don't want to suffer like Jesus. You know, there was this one verse where um, God spoke to Ananias and told him, go and pray for this young man by the name of Saul of Tarsus. He is blind. And he says, who, who do you want me to talk to? He said, go, he said, it's Saul of Tarsus. He's like, uh-uh, he's a killer. Do you know, do you know who he is? He said, look, I don't care who he is. I'm going to let him know what he must suffer for me, the yeah. cup that he's going to have to drink. And we, as people, followers of Christ, like you said before, we don't measure the cause. We don't understand that to bear the name Christian, a Christ follower, we will have to drink from his cup. Yeah. My God. I love that. Are you ready for this one? Are you ready? Are you ready now? Because this one... This one had me shouting in the office. Go Let's ahead. talk about Joseph. Let's talk about Joseph. We're talking about producing in a desert. Mm. Let's talk about the story of Joseph. He went from betrayal in a pit mm. to a house. And because of defamation, mm. he was locked up in a prison. My Lord. And in the prison, Joseph was used and forgotten. Oh my gosh. Mm. That's good. I don't know how many of you can relate to those three points right there. Betrayal. Betrayal got him to a dark place. That pit. His brothers, his closest to him, they had the same blood, the same DNA, and that didn't matter. That's right. That didn't matter. The second defamation, that woman lied about his character. How many of us have been lied about, have been persecuted? How many of us who have served diligently, who have served with integrity, with character, with humility, how many of us have had people, wolves come and talk about uh, and lie to sheep that are innocent? To get mm -hmm. them to believe something that is totally false. That's true. And then going into a prison. But the Bible says, but yet the Bible says that God was with him. And wherever Joseph went, he gave him favor. And the mm -hmm. favor wasn't just for him. Because in every area, if you look at the story of Joseph, we're talking about producing. He was producing and he wasn't producing for himself. He was for every step. He was producing for people. He was producing for Potiphar. He was produce, producing for the, for the chef. He was producing for the baker. He was producing for all these people. He was producing for the family. Pharaoh, he was producing for everybody else in the middle of his hurt. Mm. That is so you know good. what it's like to be used and not for and, and forgotten. Yeah, I'm gonna remember you. Can you yeah. help me out with this dream? Can you help me out with this dream really quick? If you help me out with this dream, all I'm asking you is to remember me. All I'm asking you to do is remember me. And the brother couldn't even remember. It spared his life, but he couldn't remember. Mm. But that's okay because God was with him and he took him out and brought him to reign. Mm. You know Producing what I love? in the desert. You, you know what I love about the story of Joseph? That 
even though he went through all of these things, the posture of his heart stayed the same. And I love that. I love that because I think that even in brokenness, when you know where your heart is, when your heart is on God, when you're like, God, I'm broken, but I'm going to still do what you have asked of me to do, right? And it, it all has to do with the posture of your heart. And that's what I love about the story of Joseph, because even at the end, when he when he's reigning, right, he's, he's now uh, um, handling everything. They show up and now they need him. And even then, he did not have the, the courage to turn them away. And my God. I love that. I love yeah. that. But Listen. what the enemy intended for my e for evil, mm. God used it for good. That's right. And that's, I just want somebody to know that tonight. Come on, All these ladies. things that were plotted against you, all these things that were plotted in the desert seasons to make you stop producing, God is saying they were all part of a major plan mm. because something happens to us. And I don't want to get ahead of myself, but something happens to us in these seasons. Listen, something happens. Like Fanny said, if you have your heart in the right place, mm. something happens to you because you can have it in the wrong place and stay there. That's right. And stay I, in the pit. I love that. I, I think that it's very important uh, uh, to make a, a, a side note of what you ladies are talking about. There is this fallacy. There is this lie from the pits of hell that comes right on time when you're going through these broken seasons. The other guy that was on the other side of Jesus on those crosses, right, while they were there hanging, that other man yells out in the midst of this whole scene of the salvation yes. of that other guy. And he says, you know what? He can't save you. He can't save you because he can't even save himself. And I come to talk to women tonight that think that maybe because they're broken, they are no good in God's hands. They are not capable vessels to bless somebody else. Mm. There is a lie from the pits of hell that raises up in the midst of our brokenness. And it's yelling out, you, you are no good. You are no good to yourself. And if you can't help yourself, how are you going to help somebody else? And so we come to talk to women tonight that, are, that will understand that even in the broken seasons, God will get the glory. Because at the end of the day, we are not the source. We're just the vessel. My God. Yes, amen. Yes, and amen. And that, that is the heart. And that is the gospel. That is the gospel. You know, and he came. He came to be crucified. He left his glory. And some of us want to want to walk this walk with all our glory on. The glory is not yours. It's the Lord's. Mm -hmm. That's right. That is right. I think that if we listen to the enemy in, in that area and we listen to him saying that we are no good to produce, even in those dry seasons, then what we're saying is that the healing, the encouragement, the motivation, the word comes from us. In reality, we must understand, just like Pastor Alexa just said, if if it, ours is not the glory, if the glory is God's, if it's, it's his providence, it's his healing, it's his miracle, it's ultimately his glory, then all we mm. are, a, are a conduit of what God is about yes. to do. You see, he needs a body down here. And if we're willing and able to be that conduit, to be that vessel where God can flow even in the brokenness, then guess what? He is going to get the victory. He's going to get the glory because it was never about us anyway. Whether That's we're right. healed or sick, the healing comes through God. Oh Amen. my God. Amen. Okay. And I think so much that one of my favorite women in the Bible is the Samaritan woman. 
this woman came, you know, and, and I'm, I'm sure that here at Level Up, you girls know this woman very well. But John 4, 4 says that, and Jesus had to pass through. He had to go through. And when we have that encounter with him, here's a woman that, you know, she had a past. I think we we can all, if we're honest, we could talk about our past. But not only was she, did she have a past, Jesus came to confront her her present. Mm, and, oh and, and there was the there was the there was the transformation. There was the change. She could have easily said, You're lying and walked away. But Jesus had to confront. And and sometimes in those desert places, we don't want Jesus to confront those very things that we're trying to hide. Oh, Lord. But in order to get out of the desert, we need to be confronted with our present right now, with our mindset. With she, he said, and the one that you're with is not yours. We're carrying <laughs> stuff that we weren't meant to carry. We're carrying things that are not ours. We're doing things that are weren't meant for us to do. And God wants to confront us and say, listen, I want to take you to another place. But if I don't confront you where you're at right now, and what happened? All of a sudden, she was, she was thirsty for what he had. How Ooh. many of us have lost the thirst? for the living water when you're thirsty for who he is and what he has then all of a sudden she took off one mantle and put on another she became that evangelist that that town needed some of us haven't walked into our full calling and our full purpose because we're too busy living in lives and sleeping in beds that were never meant for us to lay in so mm. this is the season and this is the hour that god is calling us and confronting us and saying listen i have something better for you i'm the better man that's right. That's amazing. I love that. I think that it's important to understand that when we go after the reality, which is Jesus, when we are filled with him, when we uh, uh, have that thirst and, and he quenches that thirst, then it really doesn't matter the circumstance we're going through. Yes, it bothers. Mm -hmm. Yes, it hurts. Uh, yes, you know, we're, we get frustrated. We get discouraged. But when we know that he is the God that gives and he is the God that takes away, that we are uh, complete in him, then it doesn't matter whether we're lacking and we're giving to others. It doesn't matter whether we're sick and we're healing others. It doesn't matter if we're discouraged and we're encouraging others because we understand that we are complete in him. So with that said, girl, I don't know about you, but we ready to level up tonight. All right. It is level up time. It is time to see things in different perspective because for way too long, we've been thinking, you know what? There's this old saying in America, Pastor Alexa, that says, oh, you, you, you can't give what you don't got. Mm. Huh? But in what we're talking about here tonight, I might not got it. <laughs> but I got the one who got it. Come on, Come on that's somebody. it. Come on, that's it. Listen, yes, it's time to level up. You ready, Pastor Alexa? I'm ready. Let's go. <laughs> Listen. Um. So let us know or or tell us. Um. What needs to be the change of perspective in this situation for for those women that you know are out there ministering or are looking or starting their ministry, you know, um, this is, you've probably been doing this, you know, Lord knows for how long. Right. And so you're experiencing something years. Yeah. Yeah. So, I mean, let us know, what is it that we can take from this? How can we look at this from a different perspective and apply it to ourselves when we encounter these seasons? I'm going to quickly read, um, a scripture and then just go into some, some quick level up, okay? okay? Isaiah 51, 3. 
for the Lord has comforted Zion. Mm. He has comforted all her waste places and he has made her wilderness like Eden and her desert like the garden of the Lord. Joy and gladness shall be found therein, thanksgiving and the voice of melody. When you get to a place in your life and you welcome a desert, that's when you know your mindset is no longer trapped. Jesus. When you can sing in your desert, you feel like you are in the Bahamas or in Aruba. <laughs> You know, it's about perspective because I can either see that there's two ways of thinking. I can either be like the people of Israel that started murmuring and complaining and they stayed in the desert for 40 years. That was on them. That trip was not even supposed to be that long. And many of you right there where you're at, you weren't supposed to be in the desert that long. You were supposed to produce something in the desert, but because you had the wrong attitude. Come because on. all you wanted to do was open up your mouth when you should have lifted up your hands. Mm. You understand? There's something that happens. There is something that happens in the desert. Ministry happens in the desert. Jesus himself, after being baptized, the Bible's very specific and says, and he was led by who? By the, the Holy, Holy Spirit, Spirit into the desert. He was led, but listen to that. He was led by the Holy Spirit into the desert. The devil didn't lead you into the desert. Jesus did. The Holy Spirit did because he knew what he wanted to do with you. He knew what he wanted to do with me. He knew what he wanted to produce there. And some of us have not produced in the desert because we're too busy complaining. We're too busy nagging. We're too busy calling ourselves the victim. Well, God's like, if you only understood that I took you all the way to the desert so that me and you can have some private time and we can have some time because everybody's like, well, the God doesn't love me. The desert is a place where he just wants to he just wants the sun to shine on you. He just wants you to warm up your toes in the sand. You don't know. You don't know what I'm talking about. Everybody, everybody has a whole different perspective of what we're going through, but we have a choice. How long are you going to wait? Do we all have 40 years to waste? I certainly don't have 40 years to waste. Come on do we? <laughs> okay. And it was in that desert that did not the Lord provide food and water in the desert. What I love about the scripture of the people of, of Israel, what happened was it said that not even their sandals were worn down. Oh, Lord. You don't understand that he's even going to sustain the outside. But what's going on on the inside? Mm. You, my sisters need to welcome the desert season. Mm. You need to embrace it. You need to love on it. You need to understand that this is just a moment, but how long are you going to be there? And how, how many times will you have to revisit the same desert <laughs> in on. order to see the promise? There's I a want, purpose. Come on now. Listen, I want to chime into this really quick. I remember when I went through my separation with my daughter's father, right? And I had to go through some grieving, the alone time. And to me, that was a desert. Maybe it wasn't a ministry desert, but it was my desert. But I, I want to speak on the process of the desert, right? Because 
I felt like that's where God was able to like squeeze some essence out of me. That's where okay. I was able to learn how to endure, how to be alone when I'm broken and who to go to during those uh, uh, moments of brokenness and, and just needing somebody to go to yet a person would not suffice for me, you know, and, and God taught me how to seek him in times of being in the desert, of times of brokenness, on who to go to, on where I should put my heart, my mind, my soul, focus on who. Oof, God, that's good. As you're, as you're saying that, Fanny, I heard the Lord say, I, sometimes I take you to the desert to shut all the other voices out. Oof, that's it. Mm. You know, and, and, and it is so true because it, it, I don't want to just talk to the woman in ministry. I want to talk to the mother. Mm -hmm. seasons are important. Dry seasons in our lives are important because that's when we call for the rain. Right. You can't call for the rain if everything is flourishing around you or everything looks green around you. You know, desert seasons ask for different kinds of rain. That's it. That's right. Different kinds of rain fall different things are produced, different things start to grow. Mm. That's good. That is really good. I think one of the, the, the greatest things that we can even uh, uh, glean from when we're talking about the Israelites going through the desert, as you said, Pastor, um, you know, where their shoes weren't worn. I love that, uh, uh, you know, when we, when we look at what Moses did, uh, I think it was uh, Exodus 14, when they had just left Egypt and they're faced with the Red Sea and Pharaoh is hot on the trail and the, the children of Israel, they are petrified. They are like shaking in their boots. They're looking at Moses and saying, you should have left us. You know, what do we look like? You know, did you not allow us to die there? You want to take us out to the desert to let us die in the desert. And I love what he says to them. He says to them, you need to be still. All you need to do is be still. Understand that the, these people that you see, these Egyptians that you see today, you will see no more. All you need to do is stand still and allow God to free you, to liberate you, and to give you the freedom and the victory. The very next verse is what blows my mind. Okay, because this is, he's talking the talk. He's giving them the motivational speech. And he's, he's out there saying, you know what? You ain't going to see these jokers no more. All of a sudden, next verse says, and God said to Moses, stop crying. <laughs> stop crying. So wait a minute. So you're over here giving a hot speech about motivation, about <laughs> trusting God, about understanding mm -hmm. your enemies are destroyed. But then God looks at you and says, okay, stop faking the funk. <laughs> stop giving the motivational speech because I see you. Uh, you yeah. did a good job, but now I see you. And so yeah. what I'm looking at is a man that is shaking in his boots too. You better stop crying. Take the authority yeah. and walk. Absolutely. And I love that he was able to motivate them even though he was shaking in his boots. It is possible to produce in the desert. <laughs> it is possible. It is very possible. Let me tell you, I applaud mothers out there. I applaud single mothers out there because they're 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 producing in their desert. They're producing when, when they feel the loneliness that most good mothers know how to, how to put their game on and say, you, everything is going to be all right. I'm We're going to make it, you know, I'm going to go. I have, if I have to work two jobs, I will, you know, mothers, it, it, is, it is just such a beautiful thing to, to be a woman and to be able to experience nurturing. I nurture different. I have wonderful spiritual children that I'm constantly speaking into. And when they hurt, I hurt. 
but it is something about, yes, I'm going through something, but I'm going through this so that you don't have to. Oh, like that. Mm. I'm going through this. I'm I because I want to be able to teach somebody. Once I come out of this season, I come out different. I come out renewed, and I come out ready to teach. I come yep. I I come out ready to say, listen, this was the lesson that I had here, so that come you won't on. have to go through that. <laughs> but That's I can't. Right. But I can't teach it if I'm still there. Mm. My God. <laughs> My God. That's powerful. That is really powerful. I absolutely love those points that you are bringing up, uh, Pastor Alexa. I think uh, one of the other people that I love, and I, I had uh, a verse that I had here uh, prior to getting on because it was important um, that we understand that sometimes we don't understand the ways of God. This story is very uh, uh, exemplifying of what we're talking about. And it's 1 Kings 17, 7 through 16. I'm just going to summarize it. It talks about the widow in Seraphat, right? Where uh, you see Elijah and Elijah's just walking and all of a sudden he's by a brook. The brook starts drying up and God says to him, you know what? I've already given the instruction. I've already sent a word to a widow and she has the instruction to feed you. Go make the connection. And when you get yeah. there, I'm going to supply your need. I absolutely love this because this is in so much connection because there was a drought. When we talk about deserts, we're talking about dryness. We're talking about things that are not producing. We're talking about seasons that we just want to die. And all of a sudden we see that this brook, this, this water flow, right? The source of water uh, was drying up. And because it dried up, God had to send them somewhere else. But what when God sends you to the place and the place that's supposed to give you is also lacking? Come on. Okay. I want to I talk to people that don't understand that just like pastor said, we have to welcome these desert seasons. When he gets to this woman's house, she's cooking. And he says to her, I need you to go get me some water. This is a drought season. There ain't no water. And whatever water is left is golden. It's better than gold. Right. Yes. So there's this man that's coming. He's a man of God and he represents the presence of God. And he's saying to her, listen, give me something to drink. Oh, and by the way, I also need some food. You know, you got to get I'm, I'm hungry. You got to give I'm me hungry. Mm. There are people that God is saying, I'm hungry. Would you feed me? Would you give me that food, that last thing that you got? Because that's what it represents, the last thing that you got. Would you give me that last thing that you got? And I love it because it is so important to understand that this woman looks at him and says, I would love to hook you up, but mama thirsty and mama hungry. The little bit that I got left, I'm about to cook it because she was prophesying over herself death. Yes. She mm. prophesied that she said, I'm going to eat this and then I'm going to die. She had no hope. And God said, no, 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 no. I gave her the word. <laughs> I already made the provision. And so Elijah says, hey, this is what we're going to do. We're finna to, to cook something. You're going to give me my food first. And I'm going to let you know that while you are producing for God, Listen up. While you are producing for God, God will not allow for your flour or your oil to run out. Jesus. 
She was ready to die. I don't know who out there is on their last little uh, limb, on the last little hair, the last little string. They don't know what is going to happen. But God is saying, if you will encourage somebody else, I'm bringing you encouragement. Mm. If you will bless somebody else, I'm bringing you blessing. If you will heal somebody else, I'm bringing you healing. This woman had the very last thing that she had available to her. She prophesied death over herself and her child. And her child, yes. But God said, if you would dare to believe that I am your source, that I am your provider, that I am your healer, I will do that and then some. Mm. Is there anybody that is willing to believe God? Willing to believe that even out of your brokenness, God can bless somebody else. That what My you do God. for somebody else, God is going to do for you. My God, I just. I think one of the okay. one of the big words as you as you're speaking and 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 it's you know it's resounding. One of the big words is obedience. Mm. I don't I don't want it to be unfair for anyone to think that we walk into these desert seasons, you know, with our makeup and hair done and 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 you know, a big old <laughs> smile. No, there's, it, it is ugly. Mm. And, and the, and the hotter it gets, the uglier it gets. Come on. And that is the truth. I don't want anyone on this live and that's going to watch later to feel like, you know, they're at a place that I, I, I can't be in. I'm hurting. I'm broken. You know, Come what on. is it? I have, I have nothing to give. I don't want anyone to think, you know, because from here up, see this all polished, but you don't see what's happening from here down. No, no, okay? you don't. You don't see what's happening from here down. The, no, the heart posture. You don't know the the pieces. The the you know. Sometimes I say, you know, I have like the Grinch's heart. You know, when it was like, like super, <laughs> like super small, it was like black almost. It was just like, because it's been hurt so much. But God, come on. So when you're talking about the prophet, the prophet was released on a word, but so is the woman. That's right. But obedience, even in the midst of fear, even, even as she's pronouncing death, when you said that, my God, that resounded because how many times have we been in this and it's just too hot. There is no water around. We're not going to make it. Have you ever been in a season in your life where you, you're telling everyone else you can do it, but inside of yourself, you're like, we're not going to make it. <laughs> Come on. Because the, no, honey, I don't know where we're going to write the last check because that negative $18 and two cents that's in red. I don't know how we're going to, I don't know how we're going to do this. We don't have any gas in the car. I don't know how, the, you know, this is the last fight that we're, that we're going to have pack up your stuff and go. I, I want you to know we've been there. It hurts. It's hard. Desert seasons are not amusement parks. Come on. However, Something happens to me when I obey. Something happens to me when I have like we like what we said, the mindset changes. Devil, you're going to have to kill me. <laughs> because I'm not going to quit. I'm going to be relentless. I've been there before and I will do what I have to do again. The other day I spoke to a spiritual daughter and she said, mama, you know, I, I am in need of, of four tires in my car. And I said, well, how much is that? 
She said, $700, and we do not have it. You know what came out of me? That Proverbs 31. What do we have in this house to sell? Mm. What can these make? Should we post it on uh, Facebook that we're making flans? Whatever I have to do in my desert season, you better believe it's going to get done. And that that car was going to get four new tires. Why? Because we are not meant to stay broken in those places. We're still going to produce where there's nothing. That's right. That's and God right. is the God that multiplies. That's right. Long story short. Right after I have a whole game plan, because if you know me, I'm going to have a game plan for you. <laughs> I'm going to have points A, B, C, and D. This is how we're going to make it. Mm. Right after I have that conversation, God started blowing up supernaturally finances. He just wanted a test. Mm. Oh, Lord. <laughs> he just wanted to test the heart and see how willing we were to move. That's good. How, how willing are you are, how willing are we to move in obedience? How willing are we to move? Can God trust us in these desert seasons to produce, to produce a new song, to produce hands Good. lifted up, to produce a new word? How hungry are we? Some of us just want to just sit there and take. My Lord, that's good. We're that going hard tonight, but. It's that, it's that part. Listen. I think that uh, that that I'm gonna take with me. How willing are we to move in obedience? I think that, like you were saying, we don't count the cost. Sometimes God is not even looking for the outcome; He's just looking for your posture. Fani mentioned the posture of the heart, how it never changed in Joseph. Sometimes it's just about our posture. Uh, are you willing? You know, this is something that happened to me over the weekend. Um, I was invited to this uh, uh, pastor's conference and, you know, I, I posted something into the effect of, you know, what do you do when you're in a room that, you know, you are not qualified for. And mm. you know what, before I walked in there, because I'm, I'm, I'm going to shut down the, uh, the naysayers and the people that think that because we are ministers, we don't get nervous. We are ministers. We go in there confident in ourselves. We go in there, you know, I'm the prophet and, and it's going to go down. No, 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 no. Because we have to understand that we're still vessels. And so let me tell you what happened in the back, in, in, in the backstage, right? Backstage, I'm shaking in my boots. Backstage, I'm nervous as heck. Backstage, I know God is going to do something. Backstage, I know he has a word, but I am the vessel that is unqualified. And I said to God this, and I, I need somebody to catch this. I said, you know what, God? Even though I feel unqualified, even though I am shaking in my boots, past, uh, Bishop Jake says, you got to go knees knocking. Even though my knees are knocking, I want you to understand that I am willing to make a fool out of myself for you. Wow. Mm. Catch that. Okay. You better okay. catch that. I'm willing to make a fool out of myself for you. If I miss a word, if I, if I say, let me tell you, mind you, they, 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 they had me there speaking in Spanish. I, I usually preach in English. And so, you know, I had marbles in my mouth and you know, I'm from the Dominican Republic. So people think, well, she got, this. she can speak Spanish. I can, but listen, I haven't, I haven't been using that language for a while. So here I am. But what I'm trying to tell you is 
What if God didn't even need me to sound eloquent, the theological? He didn't even need me to use the Hebrew and the Greek and, and, and the, the correlations and the depth and what, that I'm used to, right? When I'm, when I'm speaking in English, what if he only wanted me to obey, to see how foolish I'm willing to look for him? And sometimes all we are saying is, well, if I don't look good, I'm not going to go. If, if, if I don't have enough marketing, I'm not going to go. If I don't have my, my uh, makeup artist here, I'm not going to go. If I don't have my video tech and my photographer, I'm not going to go. Who is willing to look like a fool for God? Mm. Because sometimes it's all about obedience. Maybe Elijah would have gone to that lady and she would have said, uh-uh, we ain't got no food. But he was willing to look like a fool because he was moving on a word God gave him. Amen. That's right. That's and, right. And that, that's what God is looking for. He's looking for, like you said, how willing are we to move on obedience? Are you willing to leave it all on the line? Are you willing to look stupid? Are you willing to look foolish? Believing God, obeying what he asked you to do? Right, right. Let me tell you, Pastor Lucy, I think I've been through a lot in my life, a lot of brokenness, and it doesn't seem to stop. And I'm okay with that because I know that one day I'm going to be in a place where there will be no more tears. There's no more sorrow. Right. right. And I'm, I'm, I'm totally fine with that. When the doctor told me this year, you have this impediment. It's going to worsen. We're going to do everything that we can to control it. There was an option there. I'm going to have to stop doing what I do because I need to breathe to be able to do it. But I decided, I decided, I said, until my last breath, until my last breath, will I serve the Lord? My God. I, there are moments that I get up and I, and I feel like I, it's going to be miserable. I cannot breathe. I need to take all this medication that, you know, I, I was in a place physically that I was very happy with. And this medication is now having me blow up. It's a whole thing. That's right. Mind, body, and soul. You're, when you're in a desert, your, your physical doesn't stay in the promise. Oh. When you're in a desert, your mind doesn't stay in the glory. All of you goes into the desert. Every every bit of you, your five senses, everything goes in the desert with you. But you know what I've learned? That God wants to deal with everything in the oh. desert. There's not one thing he doesn't want to leave unturned. So I made up my mind that even in the desert, even in this physical brokenness, this is a new one now for me because remember I was healed. Wow. In this new brokenness, I have decided that, you know, and I'm going to, I'm very honest, forgive me, but I am very honest. There was a Sunday, two Sundays ago, maybe three that I'm worshiping and I'm giving it all I got. And, and I see the congregation just like chilling, straight chilling, like, <laughs> like Are they on vacation. Yeah. They are on vacation. They are on vacation. They, their jams are not on, you know. I thought it was only and I, I, I stopped worship. And I said, I, and I said, it's amazing that you have breath, but you can't praise him. And here I am struggling. 
you, God. It's amazing that in our lives, we find the desert and we start getting comfortable there. And we become barren like the desert. My God. We become chameleons of the desert. Oh, Lord. Instead of allowing those desert moments, there's something that happens to a woman hmm. where she refuses to stay where she's at. Yeah. My God. In ministry, with she in her marriage, with her children, in her finances, in her business. How many women in 2020 started their own businesses? When I saw uh, what Fanny was saying about, uh, you know, Level Up Girl having their own store, y'all don't know about that. Mm. I, you know, you, you, that I was applauding that. I said, I got to go back and see. I'm not a good shopper. I'm going to let you know that. I'm going to confess. I'm not a shopper. But... But there's something about a woman that says, you know what, this is where we're at, but this is not where we're staying. Oh. And I'm going to, I'm going to, I'm going to create, My you God. know what, you know what women of God do in the desert, they get buckets and start building castles. Come on. Oh my God. You That's know good. how children go to the beach and they have pails and they, all of a sudden start ingeniándose and all of a sudden they start making something out of nothing. That's what you got to do in your desert. You got to start making something out of nothing. Mm. And that's where you start seeing that you're more than what they said you were. That's oh. when you start seeing that you, there's something inside of you that's never been taken out. That's when you start producing stuff. That's because right. God doesn't want what you have already done. The desert is for you to produce something that you never thought possible. Mm. That's good. The desert is a great place for impossibilities. Mm. See, the people of Israel was so stuck on the food they ate in Egypt that they didn't appreciate the manna that fell from heaven. Mm -hmm. Or the quail that the Lord brought. What is it in your desert season that God wants to produce? That is like something you've never seen before. That's good. Let me tell you what's happening to me right now. And I feel it in the Holy Spirit. There's someone watching right now that the Holy Spirit is whispering to you. And he's saying, I told you it's not over. Mm. He's telling you, I told you it's not over. I just, I just needed you here so that you can pray like you've never, like, like a Hannah type of prayer. Oof. It was necessary for her to be provoked year after year. She went to the temple year after year, but it wasn't until she finally got fed up of where she was that she started praying different. And then she said, God, I don't want a son. I want you to give me a son so that I could give him back to you. What is it that God wants to produce in your barrenness? Oh, Lord. You're just not ready for it. You're just not. There's something going on. I feel it so strong right now. There's something going on. And it could be a business. It could be a relationship. I don't know. It could be a whole ministry. This is my time. Ministry was birthed in a, in a moment where I was, I was completely brokenhearted, not only because of COVID, not only because uh, we lost my father-in-law, our pastor, to this, uh, to this pandemic. But something happened in my life two days before we went on the air. Good and Lord. I sat in bed and I told my husband, I can't do this. 
I was in the most broken part, emotionally, mentally. And he said, you're going to have to do what you always do. Mm. You're going to have to produce. Good Lord. There's a difference between producing and pretending. Mm. There's a difference between producing and performing. When you produce, all of a sudden, not only do you start getting healing, but people around you are getting healing. Mm. So I thank God for the women that are watching tonight that are saying, yo no tengo nada. I have absolutely nothing. Mm. I'm here to tell you that that's the best place to be because you're about to see that what you thought was God's everything. My Lord, that's good. Jesus. That is really good. That is that is amazing. Uh, two two uh, uh, different thoughts come into my mind when you're when you're saying that, and one of them is that woman uh, that was also widow that her husband was also serving the prophet, and he dies. Mm -hmm. So she goes to the prophet and says, "You know, my husband was your servant. Now the debtors are coming to to take my kids as slaves because I have nothing to give them." And so the uh, uh, prophet comes to her and says, "What do you have?" She starts the sentence with saying, I have nothing. And then That's all right. of a sudden, a light bulb turns on. I have nothing but a little bit of oil. Oil. You just and, need a little bit. And you just need a little bit. Because if we know that story, all of a sudden, there was a miracle produced. Mm -hmm. A woman that owed. This is what the instructions were. Will you obey? Because we were talking about obedience. Will you obey? Go and borrow some more. You're in debt, but go and borrow some more. I know it doesn't make sense, but obey it anyway. Go and borrow some more. Get those vessels and start filling it up. And the Bible says that as soon as those vessels finished, the oil ceased. But she was able to pay all her debt and everything else. But she started the sentence with saying, I got nothing. I, I challenge women tonight that say, I have nothing to give in this desert moment. I have nothing to give my my debtors are knocking on the door i have nothing to give they're taking my children as slaves i have nothing to give there's nothing for me to do there is still something left that you can obey god on and move forward so that god can give you that freedom and that victory that he has promised you pastor okay. it is time for the word i don't All know right. if you're ready for that i'm uh, ready verse but go ahead give us that that word tonight isaiah 43 19 Ooh, oh, I feel like our crying favorite. already. Come on. That is our favorite. This That's what this is all based on, Isaiah 43, 18. Is it? Yes, it is. I had no idea, <laughs> but it is just, it seals the deal tonight. Yes. It seals the deal tonight. For I am about to do something new. Come on. See, I have already begun. Do you not see it? That's the question tonight. Do you not see it? I will make a pathway through the wilderness. Yes. I will create rivers in the dry waste land. I feel like crying because, like I shared, I've been through a lot of brokenness. I've had to produce in many deserts. 
I've gotten tired. I've gotten weary. I've wanted to quit. Can I say that? Can I be honest? Yes. I wanted to quit. I found that working with people is not a hot commodity because you could do every everything for them and they feel like you've done nothing. Ask Moses. My brother couldn't enter into the promised land because of the mentality of these people. And all he did was strike a rock. He didn't mean to. I've wanted to strike a few rocks. <laughs> I think we'll join you. <laughs> you know? For I'm about to do something new. There is something happening in this season. There is something happening in our lives, in our minds, and I don't want people to miss it. I'm not going to miss it. Mm. See, I have already begun. What you thought was, was not enough. What you thought that you were unable. See, because we're too busy comparing our anointing to somebody else's oil. Oh, come on. When God is doing something new in our life. I don't preach the same at 44 like I did when I was 17. But let me tell you this. At 17, I was crazy enough to go into subway stations, cart by cart, preaching the gospel. And we tend to lose. We tend to lose. And sometimes God brings us back to deserts to remind us of the passion that we carried and the oil that we carried. My God. When, when we did the crazy things, when we leveled up. Mm. Instead of leveling up, many have leveled down. Oof. Let me tell you, the, the, the new that God is doing is not the new uh, wispies that you're putting on your lashes. It's not the new body that you need to have. The new is the mindset that God has given us. Oh, Lord. The new is the purpose that's being stirred up inside of us. And he says, can't you see it? And that speaks volumes to me, ladies, because the truth is we're seeing everything else but what God's doing in the wilderness. Say that. We're seeing everything else. We could spend hours on Netflix and, and, and just open the Bible app for five minutes. You can't see the new because you're not seeing God. Mm. And the wilderness talks to us about this is the place where I make pathways. You don't understand. Some of you are waiting for doors to open in the places where you're at. You, the doors are not going to open there, my love. The doors are not going to open there, my sister, because he wants to bring you to the wilderness first. Because when God brings you to the wilderness, he opens pathways, not just doors. He opens caminos, brechas. He opens things that were never... Some of us are at a crossroad and we're like, how do we get there? I don't see a way. And God's saying, first, I have to take you through a process. First, I have to take you where there's no one. First, I have to shut every voice out. First, I have to take mm -hmm. you where, it, where it's uncomfortable. Pastor, I think that it, that is so important. And it's something that Fani touched on when you guys were talking about that wilderness and the things that God wants you to see. 
one of the greatest things, and I think we talked about this when we spoke to Evangelist Gloria, was about Hagar's story, how she was in the wilderness, how she was in the desert. I want you to understand that one of the things that God would allow you to see in the desert as he's making a way for you is for you to find him. Because you're talking about shutting the voices, right? You were talking about you found God when you were in the midst of it. You had nowhere to go, nobody to talk to. Hagar was, you know, one of the things that she uttered through her mouth is that now my eye sees the God that sees me because he's seeing us. But when will we see him? And it is in those wilderness stages, those wilderness seasons that our eyes will be able to meet up with him and actually know exactly who he is to us in the midst of that drop. It's a, you know, if you have your Bibles, if you have your Bible app, I'm old school. When it comes to the word, I'm old school. I have my my actual Bible and you, you could see that it's been all kinds of, it's like writing, like I'm trying to find little, little crevices to write in at this point. But, but that that's a question. Do you not see it? Mm. I feel the Lord. I feel, I feel the Holy Spirit right now. There, there, there's vision that needs to be that there's vision that needs to needs to open up. It's like I feel that so many of us have been blinded to the new of God, blinded to the purposes. We need new perspective, new vision for what God is doing because He's doing something right now. Even in the midst of your tears, tears can make vision blurry. But even in the midst of your tears, God is doing something. My God. You know, and then when we talk about, you know, Hagar, the story, the, the angel tells her uh, at the end of that verse, he says, and by the way, you're pregnant with the son. It's in the Come desert on. that you get impregnated. It's in the desert that you find out you're positive. Jesus. Oh, my God. Double line, baby. <laughs> Come on. That's right. Hmm. It's in the desert. It's in the desert. My God. But we... But, but don't you see it? And and I don't know why the Lord has me right, right there where you are. I want you to put your hands on your eyes and say, God, I need to see it. 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 Need to see it. Because I've been seeing things my way, but I haven't been seeing things your way. I need to see it. And I, I want to come into agreement right now that you're going to see what, what God has called for you out of this desert season. You're going to see it within the next month. So God, God said, someone's going to see it on Monday. Somebody's going to see it on Monday. Jesus. You need to hear that. You need to listen to what the spirit of God is saying. He's asking us a question. Do you not see it? Yes. Oh, man. Mm. That's good. That's good. I'm excited. I'm. Ex I'm gonna see. It. I. I need you. I need I you to know. I need you to be my accountability. I need you to come alongside of me. I need you to be my witnesses. Everyone that's on the line. You. I'm going to see it, and because I'm gonna see it, you're gonna see it. Yes. In the name of Jesus, my God. So I'm in for the new new. Come on, new, new. <laughs> I'm in for the new, new. He says, I, for I'm about to do something new. 
I have already begun. Do you not see it? I will make a pathway through the wilderness. I'm going to make a pathway through the desert. And it's because first you have to go into the desert for him and make a pathway in the desert. Some of you have been avoiding the desert. You need to stop that. It's part of your process, mamita. It's part of the process. It's part of what, what he needs to do to transform where you are. You need to go through it. The girls are, are saying it. I'm going to see it. I'm going to see it. Anybody else, would anybody else type on the comments? I am going to see it. If you're receiving this word right now, I want you to type it. I will see it. I'm going to see it. Somebody that will declare it tonight. You know, sometimes we just have to obey the word that has been released so that our miracle can take place. Will somebody say, I am going to see it. Just write it on I'm the comments, Jersey girl. You're going to see it in the name of Jesus. Uh, ladies that are listening to us tonight, come on, declare it, declare a thing and say, I am going to see it. Somebody has see to it. seal this word. Uh, I'm telling you, I felt the Holy Ghost as pastor was releasing this word, something about seeing God is opening some eyes because there is a work that has begun. And because we are too busy, like pastor is saying, focusing on the desert, we're not seeing what the desert is producing. Uh, uh, you know, because we're so focused on the drought and what we're lacking, we're not seeing that we're pregnant, that the, the, the pregnancy test came out positive. Somebody understands. Say that again, that, I love that. Listen, the pregnancy test, has come out positive. Somebody is pregnant in the desert. And, and it is interesting because the angel exactly said that. So listen, you're going to have generations so you have no more place to receive, no more place to count. You won't even be able to count what you're pregnant with. Mm. That's right. And, but and that said, word guess is for what? somebody you're carrying right now you're carrying right now you're carrying right now somebody needs to know that you're carrying right now you're not carrying in your most in the season where you're most financially blessed you're not carrying in the season when everything is going right you're not carrying in a season where america is okay you're carrying in a season in the midst of a pandemic you're carrying in a season where you don't know what tomorrow's gonna lead you're carrying in a season where you you don't even know if you like the church that you're at you're carrying in a season where people are not backing you up but they're talking about you you're carrying in this season mm. these girls are receiving it lily uh blanca we have jessica we have iris we have charlene we have vivian we have lynette jocelyn angie esther everybody here has to understand tonight that we are about to see what god has been doing all along our eyes are opening in the spiritual uh, uh world where we're able to see that the, the the work has already begun that pathway that god has already been laying the bricks the holy ghost has been laying the way and we're waiting for doors and he's creating pathways no wonder we can't see it jesus because all we want to do is look at doors mm. and he's saying Forget the door right now. I, I, I'm gonna, I'm gonna make a pathway in this come wilderness. On, on. See that that. Es que ese es el problema. That's the problem. That's the problem, Lord. We, you know, we want a man, but not God. We want a husband. God sees a lot further out. Come on. Doors just open up to rooms, but pathways. Come on, release that. Mm. Yeah, it's. I feel it. Inside. God is speaking to me right now. See, you've been praying for doors, but I've been telling you I want to open up roads. Roads get you further. Mm. Roads are expansion. Yeah. My God. Roads are expansion. That's good. 
That's good. Leave the doors for, for other people. I want a pathway. Oh my God. That's it tonight. Would somebody else say, I want a pathway? Come on, write that Not on the comments. I want, I want a pathway. I don't know about I want you, a pathway. but I want a pathway. Come on, who else will join tonight and say, I want a pathway? Forget about those words for now. Maybe they're, they're, they're coming in the next season, but for now, I want highways. I want for now, I want a pathway. That's my God. That's the God that that's the God that we're talking about. That's that's why I tell you I'm okay with producing in the desert. I'm okay with ministering to someone when I'm crying at night and having to put a smiley face the next day. I'm okay with that because he's doing something new. He's doing something new and he's opening up pathways for me in my desert season. I'm okay. I want a pathway. Ladies, ladies, Sarika, she wants a pathway, Jersey girl. Come on, who else wants a pathway? Christy, Blanca, Jessica, everybody here understands, Pastor Alexa, that they need a pathway. You know, this is the thing with the culture we live in now. We're, we're all about the hype. Everybody yep. wants the door. Yep. But you know what? Tonight, our eyes have been open that it is better right now in this season to allow God to build that pathway to get us to those different places. Uh, you know, it's expansion. It's a year of expansion. And we have to understand that God is about to surprise us. That as when we wake up to this reality mm -hmm. of what we're pregnant with, it's going to shock somebody. Oh, come on. It's going to shock somebody. I don't and know. About I, I, I want to say this, Pastor Lucy. I want to say this because we're going back to the point about seeing, right? Because you can't see the pathway if you haven't. He's asking us a question. And I looked up the scripture on Hagar. And the last thing it says, Hagar said, you are the God that sees me. Mm -hmm. She also said, and this is a question mark. Have I truly seen the one that sees me? Did you hear that? She uh, didn't even know. She asked the question it goes back have you not seen it she did she asked herself the question is it true that i just saw no you gotta be certain mamita you gotta be certain for all of this to come about i need to know i saw him come on i That's saw him and, and i i cannot doubt that for a minute mm. i saw him listen can you see him it ain't nobody going to tell you that you ain't see him That's because right. when you have an encounter with God, you know, that, you know, that, you know, that, you know, that you saw God, my Lord, Jesus, my God, Thank listen, you, listen, Jesus. ladies, I think it's time for us to affirm and to seal this word tonight. We're going to be affirming with pastor Alexa. She's going to take us through some affirmations. I want you to open up your mouth. This is an interactive uh, podcast. You are allowed to express yourself there in the comments. They are just going up and down. So ladies, please open up your mouth and repeat after pastor. as She gives us the affirmations for tonight. All right, ladies, here we go. I have, I don't know, five because this, this whole thing messed me up and I need to affirm some things in my <laughs> life. Okay. Um, but the first one I want to to affirm tonight, I want you to repeat after me, desert seasons are necessary. Mm, that's good. Desert seasons are necessary. Come, Come on. on. Oh, yes. The mm. next one, I just need a little bit. Mm. I just need a little bit. Can you say that with me? I just need a little bit. Need a little bit. 
God is not requiring me to have the full package. God is not requiring me to have four years of schooling. God is not requiring me to have the $1,200. I don't know why I said $1,200, but that's for somebody. I just need a little bit. Mm. Number three. He wants my obedience. Mm. He wants my obedience. He wants my obedience. Yes. Let's let that let's let that simmer. What have you been disobedient in that God has asked you? Is it in your time? He wants my obedience. See, he's not asking me to have everything. I just need a little bit, but I need to work it out in obedience. So he wants my obedience. What is it? What is it that you've been disobeying him? And I feel, listen, your pathway can't come when you're living in disobedience. Oh my God. Say that. We can't jump from affirmation five or six if we haven't done affirmation three. Mm. He wants my obedience. My Lord. Number four. I am going to see him. Yes, I am going to see and, him. And, and I want you to fill this affirmation out with the blank at the end. I'm going to see him in blank. Where is it that you need to see God? Where is it that you need to? I am going to see him in my marriage. I am going to see him in my children. I am going to see him in my mind. Because some of you have been battling with anxiety. And tonight in the name of Jesus, as you declare, as you proclaim, I am going to see him because he's already doing something new in your head. I am going to see him in my health. I am going to see him in my breathing. I am going to see him in my church. Just because we have a building doesn't mean that God resides there. Some of you have been praying for the presence of God to enter back into our congregations, into our worship moments, into our gatherings. I am going to see him in my finances. I am going to see him. I, I need you to now, right now, right now. Our affirmation is this. I am going to see him. Where are you going? I'm going to see him in my heart. I am going to see him in my relationships. Yes, because they may have betrayed me, but God, you have loyalty right around the corner. So I am going to see him in my relationships. I am going to see him in my business. I am going to see him. I'm going to where I'm going to see him in my boss. My boss and I have been at it, but I'm going to see him in you. You're going to get yes. his favor. I'm going to see him. I'm going to see him in my house. I'm tired of coming home and it being a, a place of division. It being a place where I just want to run away from. No, I declare I'm going to see him in my home. I'm When I open up the door, the presence of God is just going to invade the territory where I put my foot down. I am going to see him in my car. I'm going to see him in my conversations. I'm going to see him. I'm going to see him. I'm going to see him. Where do you need to see God? Yes. Hallelujah. going to see God. Mm. I'm going to see him. Jesus. I'm going to see him in my hands. Mm. I'm going to see him in my hands. Someone, someone that has arthritis mm. right now. I'm going to see him in my hands. Jesus. Hallelujah. My God. 
my God, I'm going to see him in my emotions. I'm going to see him in my brokenness. Yes, Lord. I'm going to see him in, in the abuse. Yes, even in the abuse, you could see God. I thank God for everything that's happened to me because now I could preach about it. Now that's I right. could bring healing to other women that have gone through similar situations. And the last one, he makes a pathway for me. Yes, he makes a pathway for me. He makes a pathway for me. You've been thinking too small and you've been looking at your desert like an impossibility. But the desert was the avenue that God intended to bring you to new places, new dimensions. And the desert was the place that God wanted to level you up. I love that. Thank you, God. Absolutely. That is amazing. Thank Mm. you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Sis, I just want to thank you for allowing the Holy Spirit to use you tonight. And I feel it very strongly in my spirit to to prophesy and and pray over you because, and God is allowing me to feel this and I feel emotional right now um, because you, you sit here and, and you, you pour yourself out onto so many people. And there's times where you've cried out to God because you're going through these situations and nobody sees the tears. You know, so when you come out, you got the makeup on and everybody sees the happy pastor Alexa, but God is saying, I see you. I see you in the desert. I see you in the moments when you're crying. I see the brokenness, but there is something that I've deposited in you that doesn't allow you to shut your mouth even in the desert. My God. Mm. Because right now you're pouring out onto nations and and you're speaking life over all of these women right now. And God is saying, you don't even have the strength to be on on live right now. Yet you're still pouring out, says God. And so I just, I, I prophesy right now that a new strength falls upon you in the name of Jesus. I declare, my God, that there is healing in your lungs by the power of the blood of God. Mm. That it doesn't Jesus. matter what the doctors are saying. Listen, I hear the word next year. I hear the word next year, Alexa. I hear the word next year. Write this down. Write this down, Mm -hmm. my God. I declare healing over every area in your life. And I just ask the Lord to continue to use you and give you strength in every area so that you can continue to be the God's mouthpiece. So that you may continue to be the the messenger of God that goes and, and, and brings healing to a place. Thank you, Lord Jesus. In the name of Jesus. Thank Thank you, you, God. We bless your name, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Jesus. My God, I mean, listen, uh, God always has things reserved for us. And like we were talking about that widow where she was pouring out and and, and giving the the, uh, prophet the last thing. When she was giving, God started to give to her. Pastor Alexa, receive from God the portion that he has for you. He is your portion. And I know that you're leaving here with a miracle. Listen. Amen. You know what, what that word that you just released about saying by the same time next year, next year, by this Mm -hmm. same time next year. And you know what, you're going to be testifying what God has done as you produced for those people that God has placed in your, 
in your pathway. And I just thank God for what he's doing and those roads that he's building for you. I declare yes, blessings mm -hmm. upon blessings. I declare him enlarging your territory, that you're going to go further and longer than you did before. And you're going to see the victory of God on the road. Amen. I think Amen. we are honored to have you, Pastor Alexa. Thank you for being vulnerable, for being transparent. Um, there is a plague uh, uh, amongst us that especially pastors or ministers are so hard to bear it all, to, mm -hmm. to, to, to wear their, their experiences on the sleeve. How else are we going to be able to make it if we can't see, you know, that yes, you're shining, but yes, there's things behind the scenes that you may not know. A lot of people will look at people that are on platforms and say, I will never be like her. Mm -hmm. uh, I'm too broken. Uh, I'm too ugly inside. Mm -hmm. It's too dark in here. But when we are transparent, like you have been tonight, people are freed. You know, it's that Paul and Silas moment. Mm -hmm. You know, they were in darkness, but they were praising. And tonight you have praised God. And tonight there are chains that have fallen. There are doors that have opened. There are pathways that we are seeing that are being built. And I thank God for allowing you to be that Paul and Silas tonight where you're crying out from the inner cell. Mm -hmm. And you're crying out and you're saying, God, I worship you. Even in the midst of this darkness. I worship you in the, even in the midst of this prison that I am in right now and i i thank god for your life and i bless you in jesus mighty amen. name amen thank you so much and i just want to confirm fanny that word it's the word that a prophet had given me by this time next year and i believe it and i receive it and amen. it's it's been incredible i've been blessed tonight i i take this word for me i take these affirmations for me i was blessed through both of your words in just how we navigated the conversation. And I'm so grateful that we are producing because I know that I'm not the only one in a desert. There are different deserts out there, some that are hotter than others. So I'm so glad that I'm in a, in a place with women that are producing. And so thank you. Thank you both. Thank you to this ministry. And I, and I pray for this ministry. I pray that those pathways Fanny, those pathways. Thank you for being a woman of integrity and not going after any, you know, any contract that's just thrown at you. I believe that in Jesus' name, He has the right pathway that's going to open up for you. And and Pastor Lucy, thank you for um, your tribe, the women that uh, that you are raising up, the women that call you mom. Thank you, thank you for for believing in them and for loving them in their seasons of drought. Thank you so much, girls. And thank you to everyone that watched. Thank you to everyone that was a part of this evening. I bless you all in the name of Jesus. Amen. Thank you so much. Um, we want to just say thank you to all the other ladies that are here. Uh, ladies, thank you so much for joining us tonight. I'd like for you to share this with somebody. We want to bless somebody. This is a conversation that somebody needs to eavesdrop on um, and they need to glean some truth from this. Uh, Pastor Alexa was wonderful. She gave us so many uh, gems that we yes. can take, um, you know, with us that we can apply to our lives. Ladies, this has been something so deep. Yes. I think this has been one of the deepest conversations that we've had. 
I don't know about you, but I, I was very blessed. Yeah, I think when you actually, when you live something and you get to speak about it, because I think that this conversation that was had is especially one that ministers keep to themselves a lot of times and we don't speak it out, right? And and I, I love that we were able to be realistic about what we as people go through because mm -hmm. we're still people, you know? Even if God is still using us, we go through things um, that you may be going through, even if you're not a minister, like we're not exempt, right. you know, we, we got to go through it too. And so, um, just being able to, to show our scars. That's right. right. That's right. So ladies, thank you so much for joining us. Make sure you share this with somebody. I also want to give you a little bit of, uh, news. We're going to be doing level up in Espanol, level up girl in Espanol. Every last Tuesday of the month, starting in November, we're doing level up girl in Espanol. So we might be having Pastor Alexa back here because she threw some <laughs> Spanish words there. And um, we want to bless our Spanish women. Uh, we have a lot of women here that also speak Spanish. So yeah. you will still be blessed. Uh, invite all your friends that speak Spanish. Um, the last uh, Tuesday of every month, starting in November, we will be hosting it just in Spanish. So go ahead and stay tuned for that. God is just enlarging our territory. He's just giving us more. Remember, stay tuned for our conference in June. We're going to be giving you a little bit more information. And go shopping as soon as yes. we're clear. Go shopping, lhm1.org. It's going to be on your screen right now. LHM1.org. Go shopping. Listen, a lot of the, the fall collection is pre-sale, so grab them while they're hot. We didn't order a lot because it's just the fall. So go ahead and be online to get your first as soon as they come out. We love you, ladies. God bless you, and have a great night. Bye, Thank ladies. you for tuning in. Wow, what a powerful message that was. Be sure to share this podcast with your friends and family as we release new episodes every week. And don't forget, it's time to level up, girl.